Welcome to the 6am club. The 6am club, when early birds are just starting their day, or when strippers are finally leaving work. Hi, I'm Gemma Rose. Join me on my drive home after work listen to my tales from the night and other wider industry issues we face as strippers. You guessed it folks, another trigger warning for this episode and ding ding ding, it's sexual assault again. So just bear that in mind if you're listening to this episode that I'm going to be talking about that shit but expect it in every episode because like I said um, either last episode or a few episodes back, like that's the job a lot of the time, that's what happens. Um, So I'm going to try and keep issuing the trigger warning but hey expect it at this point. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to mention as well, there's also um, talks of violence. Um, It's not extreme though, but there is like, just talking about somebody's violent experiences. Let's get into the episode. Alright, I'm absolutely full of cold and I shouldn't have worked tonight. It was so hard for being ill and I've had a really long day before work today, but there ain't no rest for the wicked, right? And so the grind continues. I feel really bad for any nice person that I've infected, but damn, I feel really good for any horrible person I've infected. It fucking sucks being self-employed and having to work through sickness. I have a really low functioning immune system, so I get ill quite a lot. Sometimes I can afford to take a week off, other times I can't. Tonight I can't afford it. So I'm not going to say where I work tonight because there is somewhat of a secret that I'd like to keep that way. I met up with a few of my friends. I'm not using their real or dancer names, by the way. Let's say they are A and L. Last week at the local club, A and L was saying how this other club I used to work at has been really good lately. It's been really shit everywhere recently and this club has been doing all right for them. I love these two girls, by the way, especially A. We have some really funny stories together, which I may talk about another time. She's a really hard worker and we work really well together. And yeah, she's fantastic. And they said for me to try this club. I do really like this club, but I just live very far from it. I wouldn't mind too much about the journey, except that some nights are pretty good, but other nights I've literally walked away with zero pounds. And it does seem to be like very volatile like that. But I was willing to go back and try again, especially because I'm I'm not really feeling Huddersfield or the local club at the minute. So I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go back and try this place. A&L will be there anyway. So I guess we can buddy up. 
I got to the club tonight and met up with A&L and they ushered me through to the strip club's secret dressing room. Folks, there is a secret dressing room! <laughs> and this is why I don't want to say which club this is because I, I don't want to ruin the secret dressing room, especially for my friends. I feel very lucky that they let me into this secret because I had no fucking clue this part of the club was there. I mean, to be fair, it's just behind another door, but I never thought to look there and looks like no other dancer did either. Yeah, it's a whole ass separate part of this club and a whole separate dressing room. And us as a trio were kind of in on the secret. And I freaking love the way they were describing it last week to me. It sounded so creepy. Like, you know how there isn't any light in the bathroom, but it's fine because, you know, we just use our phones and it was so, so dusty. There was spiders everywhere, but, you know, it's fine. It's not creepy. And, you know, nobody goes in there because they call it the creepy place. Nobody goes into the bathroom that leads through to this place because it's the creepy bathroom. <laughs> but, yeah, just super funny. <laughs> I feel very privileged to be let into the little secret. I'm very lucky to have some good friends at work and in the industry. I've got some really strong connections and people that I really love. A being one of them. I think it can be really difficult. We get customers ask all the time or just say, oh, I bet it's really bitchy between you lot. And honestly, it can be like that in some clubs and some dancers are so all out for themselves and like I get it because you need to put food on the table who would you rather get that money you or someone else it doesn't matter if you're their friend or not you know you've got to make your money at the end of the day I do understand that attitude and I think we all feel the strain from time to time with each other. You know, maybe it's been a rough week, a rough few weeks, a rough few months, a rough few fucking years after COVID, mind Jesus Christ, it's been hard. But I think a lot of us can forget or don't even notice that it's not each other we should be fighting. It's the systems we should be fighting together. We should be more united than ever to come together and fight against the exploitative systems that we have to abide by rather than fight with each other we should be fighting the clubs to demand better working conditions for basic wage plus any extra benefits we deem fit so nobody leaves empty-handed fucking hell me getting paid for being sick that would be nice i don't have to infect everybody rather than it like being a lottery and more often these days it being a really shit end of the lottery we spend so much time competing and energy competing against each other because that's the way the club has set it up we keep fighting amongst each other rather than looking towards the club for more and better so I'm really lucky to have people in the industry that I'm friends with but 
there is just a general feeling of tension among some dancers quite a bit of the time and this is the pressure to work out of a deficit you know you pay your house fees so we're all in minus but apparently that's not the club's fault that's just we have to do better than the next the next dancer and get that next customer or keep that customer before somebody else does rather than the onus being on the club to sustain us on slow nights hold them accountable for more ethical business practices by paying their workers for what their business is and adapt their business practices to attract new clients and actually switch their business and how it works to suit the culture better. Strip clubs don't care to change things or update things because they're already making money hand over fist and they're already making an income off of their workforce which is so freaking unethical once again if you're a dancer you're listening to this and you agree and you do actually want to do something about it please fucking join the union because we're really trying to come together to change this fucked up status quo it doesn't have to be this way you know if you have the thought that This is just the way it is, and you've resigned to that. Please consider there could be another option out there, and that it doesn't actually have to be this way. It doesn't have to be hard every time we go into work. It doesn't have to be unreliable. It doesn't have to be unsustainable. It doesn't have to be like feeling like you're scraping at the bottom of a barrel every shift. Or just that anxiety that hits you every time you start a shift, every time. In case you don't, you know, hit or make back your house fee, let alone actually pay your bills. And then you're further into that debt hole and it's a vicious cycle. It doesn't have to be like this. There are other ways to channel our energy and turn attention towards being united and in solidarity with each other working together and actually putting on a united front to stand against clubs and say hey we demand xyz join sex workers united i beg you please do it because we can own this shit you know anyway that's my little soapbox over for today do the thing (laughs) so yeah tonight it was a good night and i'm so happy to be back at this club and the vibe of this club and i i mostly just enjoy the way this club operates the commission is fucking huge but you can sometimes walk away with good money it's very suited to me the way it works is very relaxed and i'm glad i had a good night financially to back that up as well not the best money But hey, it's been a while since I've had a good night, especially somewhere near me. So for a weekend, I'm pretty happy with what I've walked away with. We had quite a few stag do's in tonight, which are always super weird. I think I said on a previous episode about how when you're a baby stripper, you think stag do's are a really good thing and you're going to make all this money. But it's rare that anyone other than the stag gets anything. 
and that's a little bit frustrating about this club particularly because you think it's really busy but actually there's all these stag do's so let's say one in eight are actually up for a small dance paid by their friends but it does feel that in this club people are a bit more willing to spend the clientele are generally a little bit nicer this place does attract quite a bit of tourism so you get people visiting from different places um yeah i had a lot of first timers tonight and i adore giving the gift of a lap dance to someone especially if it's their first time i think it's so special i do make the joke in my sales pitch that i'll pop their cherry which always makes them laugh nervously and blush but i do genuinely feel like it's a special experience for someone and i really enjoy providing that and being like it's all downhill from here huh <laughs> because i believe i give a really fucking good lap dance <laughs> but yeah it's it's such a gift to be able to dance with people in the way that i do i feel like i've regained a little bit of joy tonight that i've lost more recently just through the hard sales pitch pitches i've had to go through and people not really wanting dances and it just being really hard work and not much financial reward so tonight was a little bit of a change of pace and feel like it was busier i was busier than usual and i i kept moving and just getting really lovely feedback and comments from people yeah i feel like i was doing what i love tonight all i want to do is get my tits in your face and for us to have a good time i don't think i was once caught into a long-winded sales pitch with someone because there are no better options for me it felt like you know it was very much dance after dance a lot of shorter dances but hey i i don't actually mind that because i like the variety it keeps the night ticking over for me and i do believe you put in what you you get out what you put in and i wasn't putting in long sales pitches so i wasn't getting out any long dances and I was fine with that because tonight there were enough people for me to just keep moving. I love that at several points I'd come out from the dance, stand by the bar, and within a minute there'd be another person there ready for me, asking me to take me for a dance. It's one of the only clubs where I get asked regularly to go for dances with someone. I don't know how many people listening to this frequent strip clubs, but if you're a stripper yourself or you've been to strip clubs unfortunately it's usually the dancers that have to whip around and ask people and you know build up connections with people and convince someone persuade someone to go for a dance with you i kind of despise that but i love it when somebody asks me they want me they want to go for a dance and this is what we're gonna do i door being approached and i got approached a lot tonight which was so nice it's quite rare in clubs and you know the way it is it's just the done thing i'm not saying it's the done thing with this club but 
Um, yeah, there were just lots of those opportunities today and that was super fun, you know. Hey, you're beautiful. Can I take you for a dance? Why, of course you fucking can. Let's do it. Let's get down and dirty now. Way better than getting into a 10 to 30 minute conversation about our fucking lives. I don't care. Let's just have fun. Especially like, I've just had no patience recently and the kind of pace I had tonight was perfect for the low level patience I've been experiencing. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. There was this super sweet guy who's like, I want to spend so much money on you, but I can't, I shouldn't. He kept saying like, I'm being so creepy and I'm like, you're not being creepy. You're just admiring me and I'm giving you permission to admire me. Like, and genuinely he wasn't being creepy at all, but he, he kept on repeating it and he was worried he was making me feel uncomfortable. Like, you're really not. You're allowed to view me sexually and enjoy my entertainment and, like, you know, have your feelings. I'm making you feel those things and those things aren't bad. Like, enjoy it. I hope he got the message in the end. We went for a £40 dance and then he said, Hey, look, I want to tip you £40. Can I tip you? I'm like, of course you can tip me, but don't you want to go for another dance? And he's like, I mean, it's totally up to you. I'm just happy to give you the £40. <laughs> I'm like, I'd love to keep dancing with you. Like, you're really nice to dance for. So I did. I did another dance, another £40 dance instead of taking it as a tip. And I think he really appreciated that. I don't think he was playing games with me. I don't think he was testing me or anything like that. I'm of course happy to accept a tip, but when it's a tip as high as that for such a small dance, I, I wanted to give a little bit extra because I feel like I'm investing that back into him as well and he's having fun and I'm having fun, so let's keep it going. And it was so nice. A little bit later, he said that he'd left me a £10 cash tip behind the bar for me to go collect. How sweet is that? He didn't have to do that. And <laughs> him being like, I'm such a creep. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're wonderful. And then he proceeded to buy a £50 dance for his friend and saying that, you know, you must experience her. She's fantastic. She's the best dancer ever. Like, Bless his heart. And so I danced for his friend and he was also really lovely. Yeah, we went for this 50 pound dance and for half of it, we just talked. I think he really enjoyed that. So he bought a another couple of dances just to chat really. And he had a little bit of a traumatic pass with bouncering and he wanted to talk to me about a machete attack he wanted to talk to me about a machete attack and seeing people die. I know that sounds like really extreme, but honestly, strippers get this shit all of the time. I personally don't mind most of the time if I'm being compensated for it, but guys do often treat us like therapists. We're really not, but I don't know. There's something about a naked woman that makes you want to confess 
all of your secrets and it's a safe space to do that i think unfortunately where we live in a society where it's seen as male fragility to seek mental health help you know if you are a male the patriarchy is fucking over men too folks yeah in a society where it's not considered manly to talk about your feelings and you know invest in really essential things for everybody like therapy some some men really see us as an opportunity to do that but it's not therapy it's talking to a hot chick <laughs> and that's literally what sex work is so much of the time and, and it has been since the dawn of time it's literally talking to men about their problems and getting paid for it with the addition of sometimes sexual services not always but sometimes plenty of times i've been paid to just talk but it is still really a sexual service because i've sat there in my lingerie i guess or that they're sat there stroking my leg or holding my hand or hugging me you know they just want that kind of intimacy that comes alongside sharing some pretty difficult stuff to talk about sometimes yeah this guy wanted to talk about his bouncer stuff and it was his first time in a strip club and he's like oh so i can talk to you guys about this i'm like yeah absolutely he was just really sweet then there was this <laughs> civilian female with her date it was the couple's first date together and she had suggested they come to a strip club she's the coolest lady in the world maybe she didn't feel safe on her date and wanted to get somewhere that was safe but it became very clear very quickly she essentially wanted to hustle this guy and get her dances that she wanted and spend time with the dancers which i find hilarious intelligent and very crafty i absolutely fucking love it when there are women hustling on behalf of the hustlers because that's absolutely what she's doing i didn't need to work i didn't need to hustle i knew what she wanted she knew what she wanted she wanted me i wanted to take her for a dance i wanted her date's money and she wanted his money too and she was just fucking brilliant you know he was like whatever the lady wants i'm like yes sir absolutely whatever the lady wants <laughs> she seemed really nervous i don't know if she was just like really excited maybe she was quite drunk quite probably but we went for a dance and it was very hot she was like well i was i i was like you're clearly enjoying this a bit too much <laughs> i hope you have fun with your male date because yeah she definitely wasn't looking at him the way she was looking at me very funny she was beautiful he was clearly punching above his weight for sure he was a lot older than her as well i do believe she fished out this person to pay for her strip club venture and i absolutely respect that 
you know, a hustler recognises a hustler, and she was definitely that. Even though she isn't a stripper, she 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 knew what she was doing. Now, even though that guy earlier wasn't creepy, the last guy I spent time with definitely was. Holy shit. The creepiest fucking guy ever. We started off with two dances and it was horrendous. Constantly trying to touch me. By the way, I can stop dances anytime. Like, I know I can chuck this guy out, but I want to finesse him. So, I'm going to be very tactile about how I asked him to stop assaulting me. Please and thank you. <laughs> so annoying. But yeah, he didn't even want me to strip. He just wanted me to be really close to him. He kept on saying, kiss me, kiss me. Cameras won't see, babe, they won't see kept touching me like cameras won't see I'm like babe cameras will see you're not allowed to you know I'd love to babe but I can't like I you don't want me to get fired do you and obviously he's so off his head and so drunk that he keeps repeating himself we keep going around in circles and yeah, that was a barrel of laughs for two songs. I convinced him to go for half hour, which I'm like, great. <laughs> this is going to be a really fucking fun half hour. But hey, this guy is a businessman. He's happy to pay for it. I need to think of a way to strategize in this dance to make it through. And it was very funny because I came out um, to pay for him he wanted to just quickly tell his friends he was going for half hour so I'm waiting at the bar for him and my friend A comes up to me like I've danced for that guy I'd watch out for him are you okay <laughs> I'm like no he is horrendous <laughs> she's like yep yeah, I know I ask A, do you want to try and come in for a double dance? I'm pretty sure I could get you in. And she's like, nah, I'm okay, thanks. All yours. <laughs> I don't want to go through that again. I'm like, do you know what? That's fair. He's not fun at all. <laughs> but hey, I need the half hour, so I'm going to try and manage it. He comes back. He pays for half hour. We go for that, and he also agrees to pay a cash tip of £100 on top of that, which I, of course, gr graciously accepted. He seems very blasé about the cash he was spending, so I knew I could extract quite a lot from him. I decided to keep it at a level. You know, sometimes I take the piss, but I don't want to take the piss too much, even though I think he really deserved to be taking the piss out of. I hope if anybody caught my cold, it is that douchebag. But my tactic worked. I sat beside him instead of like right into him because he was quite happy to chat. Another guy that is substituting me for therapy. Okay, he wants to talk. This is great. We can just talk for half hour, maybe more. He still keeps on trying to touch and I'm like, remember the cameras, babe? He's like, oh yeah, sorry. So I'm not creepy, you know, like I'm not creepy. Kind of the same way the other guy was saying it, except 
this guy was being creepy because he kept trying to touch me and it's like don't be sorry like just be better if you keep repeating your mistake it's not an apology in the first place like you have no reason to touch me especially if we're just sitting here talking i'm not even tempting you i'm not seducing you we're just talking and he was saying he was he was just going into what a disaster of marriage he has and how his wife is very possessive of him but isn't putting in the effort that he would like to see from her like what we have together like i've known this guy 15 minutes <laughs> compared to 15 years like you know we're just sitting and talking i don't know i don't know what goes on in men's heads like men like that i don't know what goes on in their heads i don't know what goes on in their minds he's been in this marriage for 15 years and i very much agree it takes two to tango but you trying to be unfaithful with me is not a constructive thing because clearly he very much just wanted to take me home that's why he kept on paying he kept trying to kiss me in the club as well so oh my god stop being a child jesus fucking christ i want to strangle some people i swear yeah i really feel sorry for the wives of the husbands we have to listen to because you deserve way better than what most mankind provides <laughs> it's just shit as fuck we see the best and the worst in people and this is some of the worst you know this guy's openly sexually assaulting me without remorse or consideration for how i feel I'm using the cameras as an excuse, but he's not even concerned about how I feel. He keeps on saying like, I'd never do anything you don't want to do and like, you're safe with me, you know, please let me know if you're uncomfortable. It's like, dude, I've let you know several times I'm uncomfortable and I don't want you to touch me this way and please stop. Like, no or stop should be sufficient to do those things. But this guy wasn't hearing any of that. And guys like that are so fucking dangerous. And he has a wife and the three children. The mind freaking boggles. I don't care if you're like off your head drunk. Don't get yourself into that state if you can't provide the bare minimum respect to a sex worker. It's disgusting behaviour. But yeah, he was just talking about his shell of a marriage and how he's going to leave his wife and you know we could have a life together he could save me from this horrible horrible job Ugh. captain saver ho i hate that so much anyway the half hour ends and i'm like we might as well go to the end of the night another half hour and he was like if you kiss me <laughs> I'm like, you know, I can't do that, you know, same old, same old. Anyway, I managed to get another half hour from him, and he's like, so you're going to come back to my hotel, right? I'm like, nah, let's see how it goes, shall we? Let's see how we get on. Absolutely not, definitely never going to happen. But it's just the audacity that's like, look, 
we clearly like each other he's like you're clearly into me i can tell like you're really into this oh my god the sex would be so good i'm i'm just thinking in my mind if your dick came anywhere near me i would cut it off and take your balls with it as well like he was so disillusioned as to the kind of interaction we were having it's the complete obliviousness like just so unaware and so not yeah just not aware of his surroundings or the context or any consideration for how i might feel as a human just utterly utterly wild to me i'm like i mean if your wife doesn't love you anymore which i don't necessarily believe that i mean I wouldn't, wouldn't blame her if she gets to experience a fraction of the side that you've shown me tonight. Ah, horrific. And that was the end of my night. It's very difficult to not feel despair at humanity and specifically mankind, you know, when you get dick bags like that. But then you get really lovely guys as well sometimes just very few and far between it's a difficult one a checks in with me at the end of the night in the secret dressing room i tell her i managed to stave the creep off the best i could the industry feels lonely a lot of the time i can try my best to talk about my experiences on here in hopes people will gain a deeper understanding into what we do but the truth is, only other strippers will know exactly how I feel. But the system is designed so that we are pulled away from each other. We can try and fight that though, and be there for each other, uplift each other, support each other. It makes the bad nights bearable and the good nights all the sweeter. There's nothing better when all of you have made a bag. Thank you so much for keeping me company on my drive home this morning. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the 6am club. Do let me know what you think. You can drop me a message on Instagram at the 6am club pod. My personal Insta is at Gemma Rose Pole. If you can submit a review, please give me a cheeky five stars. Spread the word about the podcast to your people so more folks can learn about this. You can email me with questions or comments as well to the 6am club podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to speaking to you on my next journey home.